the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show. I usually try to do one hour that's more strategy, one hour that is more daily content driven. I think it's important that you drop in on the stock market on a regular basis and hear the stories. Um, It doesn't have to be daily. I get that. I think you regularly need to be reminded, best thing to do on a 401k, max it out. Real estate works because it's leveraged. Real estate works over time. Real estate works less than stocks do. And when there's periods that real estate works better than stocks, it tells you something's wrong. We kept interest rates too low for too long and we're reversing that course. If I were to be planning a special about the next six months, it would be something like, what's going to happen with real estate? Because we already know the stock market's kind of lost its its luster. The beauty about real estate, and you can hear it from anyone talking about it, anyone, qualified or not, they're right. There's not a lot of inventory. That's what makes it very, very tricky right now. We know the prices are too high on little inventory. We know in history that's not always been the best thing in the world. When we found tulips to be scarce and beautiful and wonderful flowers, we paid way too much for a flower. Same thing can be happening with homes if we can see more building coming online. And again, a lot of time that's location, 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 but I'm digressing. The markets are all in red today. The unemployment rate came at a 3.6% rating. That is historically very, very good. In your daddy's stock market or in your daddy's economy and your granddaddy's economy, and your economy and your kids' economy, 3.6% unemployment rates could be historically pretty good. Ultimately, if you want a job, you have a job. Starbucks is today saying they're reopening China stores after the rebound and after some COVID lockdowns. So China was a bit of a negative to start the year again where they have some lockdowns, they have COVID, they shut down, then they get the COVID numbers to where they want, they open back up, then they get a couple more COVIDs, they shut back down. When they're shut down, oil comes down in price, but when they're open, oil goes up in price. It's funny how the narrative changed this year from, I wonder if we're going to go on vacation due to COVID, where I went on a business trip yesterday and I'd say two out of my three Uber drivers like, oh, you don't know we need to wear a mask. And the other one was like wearing a mask and it was like, wear a mask, damn it. Uh, but we're opening. And I would say there's a very lax approach right now. Um, Alameda County just went back to a mask mandate, for instance, because the cases are cropping back up. Again, maybe not as deadly as before, but they're cropping back up. Again, telling us how we're going to be dealing with this in the future. But Starbucks is reopening again. That's telling me that Energy prices are going to be under siege right now. And then when you add in the strong employment numbers, people have the ability to tell their their boss right now, take this job and shove it or give me more money. 10-year treasury sits at 2.95%. Earlier this week, it was around 2.8%. What's important about that is the higher it goes, the more money you get from the bank. 
And the, the more you're rewarded for saving money and not risking it by putting in the stock market to try to get some sort of rate of return. But also the higher it goes, the higher the cost of mortgage money, the higher cost of corporations borrowing money, cover payroll. So we're watching that one very, very intelligently and very, very closely. Bitcoin's back under 30,000, 29,694. I see way too many people, way too many people enamored by Bitcoin. It's okay. But if I were to tell you, don't build a whole retirement account out of Pokemon cards, you'd be like, yeah, I get that. I get that. Don't build a whole retirement portfolio out of social media companies. You would get that too. Don't think digital currencies are going to do it for you. I don't care if you say the phrase, um, it's in the early stage stages of a land grab. That just tells me you're ignorant. Crude oil is sitting at $117 a barrel today. Again, the, the, the overall negative of the year is as oil is above $100 a barrel. Thank you, Mr. Putin. Thank you, Yemen and United Arab Emirates. And thank you for all the unrest that goes on in the Middle East and distress that goes on in the European Union due to Putin. Um, oil shouldn't be this high. But it is. And because of that, we're going to have inflation. It's going to be a bad summer. If you think I'm going to come on air at any point in time and say, oh boy, gasoline prices have dropped aggressively. Now's a good time to go fill up. It's not going to happen this summer. So if you think Wall Street gets kind of a negative vibe, it doesn't chill, it doesn't relax, it doesn't have a happy moment when we're talking about high gas prices, you're right. Because high gas prices take money out of your pocket, taking money out of your pocket your kid may not be able to get a Pokemon 5 this year. He may have to get a Pokemon 4. He may have to get a PlayStation 4 instead of a 5. He may have to you know, downgrade his expectations on a, a Bicycle 5 to a Bicycle 4. Or no bicycle this year. So that's what high price of gas does. It, it kills Jimmy's little bicycle. I know you're saying that's so sad. And it kind of is. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. OPEC plus yesterday, a group of oil producing nations, they agreed to jack up output more than planned during the summer months. It's a big win for the Biden administration, which had been pressuring the group to help calm record high gas prices. It also set the stage for Biden's planned visit to Saudi Arabia this month where Biden had to be tough on Saudi Arabia and the way they're, they're, uh, people treat women and people treat journalists. And now he has to be soft on that and say, can you please open up the oil because we have inflation problems around the world. You wonder which one wins and it's morality or lower gas prices. It's going to be lower gas prices. Is that something you're like and you're comfortable with? Probably not. Gun reform is front and center in Washington, D.C. Um, following a massacre after massacre in Buffalo and Uvalde. Then there's one at a hospital where someone got surgery and was left in pain and takes out. Like it is just, it's going to happen to me at some point, right? I'm either going to be at the grocery store or the doctor's office. It's going to happen to me. Not, oh, that only happens in weird parts of the country. I, now I feel doom. I know you're saying, well, I don't want to hang out with you, Rob. And I think that's fair. Um, the Winklevoss twins, they've announced they're laying off 10% of their workforce at Gemini, the crypto exchange that they own. 
I don't know. If I had a twin brother, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't go into business with him. Just out of that whole, we kind of look like twins who are evil. I, I no, no, I wouldn't do that. But again, this is the first time we're seeing cuts in some of the speculation that we've had in the last two years in financial financial tech. COVID was very, very good for digital assets as younger people stayed at home. And instead of going to Miami or going to LA and having white parties, they learned like, hey, this is fun investing is. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. Wall Street hasn't figured out exactly how to say what is bothering us about the employment report. We see the 3.6% employment rate is both good and bad. We don't have one hand. We have two hands. Um, it's creating some wage inflation. It's really not break the bank numbers, but it's created some wage inflation on top of the food inflation, on top of the energy inflation. You can see inflation is combining to really become a pain in the butt. But what's interesting about the job market is how wonky it is right now, where we need more job layoffs. And sadly, let's do it now before Christmas, because otherwise during the Christmas weeks, I'm going to be doing the show and go, oh, this big company just laid off 20% of its workforce or 10% of its workforce. Um, right now, we're holding on to the consumer's going to continue to be strong. We're holding on to give this thing time and we'll get out of it. But the recessionary signs are there. Doesn't mean that they're going to come to fruition, but I don't see Wall Street getting ahead of it right now. It feels that's why we haven't had that really bad day on Wall Street. I want to see a company go away or a company say we're cutting 50% of our workforce. That's how desperate it is. Elon Musk wants to cut 10% of his Tesla jobs. Now, that's important because the number of electric vehicles made that are on the road are tiny. So it's really, really easy to be Apple and go with 5% Mac penetration to 6%. When you know Microsoft has that 95% dominance in Windows, it's okay. It's simple for Apple to go 6% Mac sales to 8%. Musk is dealing with 3% U.S. Americans have electric vehicles named Teslas. It is a very, very, very small number. And if he's firing people or laying off staff right now, that means his numbers are going to go 10% lower or they were inflated by 10% in the first place. Either poor decisions on his staffing or tough decisions on his deliveries. There's There's a negative there, right? I don't know if you're picking up on it. Uh, But Tesla has been told the executives come back to work or find another job to pretend to work for. And again, that plays into the whole labor numbers. Some things are, are human intensive. When you manufacture a car, you need real humans there. I've seen that orders for robotics have gone up about 40% since the year started as people who make French fries say, I want more money. Restaurants are saying, well, we're going to get a robot that does that. So robotics are getting a lot of orders right now. I think that's kind of interesting. I don't know if you're picking up what I'm putting down there, but I think it's very, very interesting. One of the areas that is boring and unsexy and kind of unfun 
is right now you can say what's working and energy's working. And yes, you're chasing performance. If you're going, I got to buy an energy stock now. That's not the worst thing in the world to do. And if you had a part of a, a, a overall strategy, I'm not against it. Bristol Myers Squibb has been a bright spot in a very tough market. If you're looking for income and some growth, but maybe not growth in the valuations of tech stocks, maybe not the growth and commodity pricing of energy stocks, maybe not the growth of like a dollar general where they're going to be getting a cheaper client as Walmart and Target loses a little bit of appeal and people need to cut back a little bit further. Have you ever considered a company like a Bristol-Myers Squibb? Pharmaceutical company. They had a failure of a cancer drug trial causing its shares to tumble. They have patent expirations on many of their cash cow drugs. They've got some drugs that are controversial and are keeping the stock under pressure. But they also have a lot of new drugs in the pipeline and some blockbusters that can repeat hit after hit after hit. Um, stock looks cheap. Consider broker rise for taking action on any stocks I've ever mentioned. But if you ever considered a pharmaceutical, as we get older, we're going to be taking more and more pills. Um, my mother passed away in 2021, but I can tell you one of the things, or 2020, I guess she passed away in, right? Yeah. 2021. Um as one of the things that I can tell you that I missed was like, as I would visit her through the years, she'd always have her pills out. And she'd always have one of those dumb, big, chunky pieces of plastic that said Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And she'd try to load up her pills and she just wasn't good at it. That's the thing that stinks about getting older. You need help. And if you can't figure out your pills, you can't figure out your medication levels. If you can't figure out your medication levels, you kind of lose your mind, walk down the street one day with your shirt off. Bristol has a market cap of about $165 billion. It's playing into the aging of the world. Um, it's got a big pipeline of drugs. The stock has recently broken out. It's got a nice dividend, so you get paid for holding it. They've got a phase two drug that is a stroke prevention drug, which is a secondary post-stroke prevention that... I'm knowing more and more people my age who've had strokes, people who like travel to Australia in planes and they don't get up and they have a little teeny tiny stroke. And sure enough, it's a stroke, but they're not left paralyzed. They're not left destroyed for life because they get medications fast. And that's an aging population play. So there's Eli Lilly in the world of pharmaceuticals. They trade for about 34 times earnings. There's Johnson and Johnson. There's Merck. Merck's right around 12 times. Pfizer trades at eight and a half times earnings. It's cheaper, but it has more to do now with investors valuing the COVID-19 vaccine revenue into the stock. These are good names and pipelines are important. Bristol's has one of the best pipelines. Boring stock. Now, again, let's take a look at a Bristol real quick. Um, how boring are we talking? Because I know some of you really like that. I was talking to a guy last couple of weeks and he's older than me. So he's a dad. He's got kids my age. So he's going to be working a long time and he hasn't invested well. And the one name that he brought up that he wants to invest in is Rivian. I'm like, really? So you're basically saying 
you want to go to the major leagues and be the Jackie Robinson on day one. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, yeah, I'm being a little unrealistic on my knowledge base, aren't I? But you take a look at a Bristol Myers Squibb and back in 1990, it was a $15 stock. And then in 2000, it was a $25 stock. And then it became a 45. It's a slow, steady grower. 2.88% dividend yields. Nice. This is something you hold for 10, 15, 20 years, not 10, 15, 20 minutes. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. It's a broker advisor, particularly actually on the stocks ever mentioned on the show. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Isn't it interesting we live in times where we can instantly tell someone's did something really, really, really wrong? I just take a look to see what baseball games are on this weekend. Um, I like a little mindful unplug. It's baseball doesn't really excite me. Just it's an hour and a half, two hours where I can just chill and slowly watch something unfold. Little like paint drying, but the statistics of it calm me. But while I'm at the page, there was a, a broadcaster, Jim Cott, who called a Yankee pitcher a really offensive nickname. The Yankees pitcher is uh, kind of a kind of a breakthrough guy. He's one of those like low-level draft picks who's having a, a Cinderella type two years in a row. Name's Nestor Cortez, and uh, the broadcaster referred to the word molester because it rhymes the Nestor. And I'm like, oh, that can't be good. Oh, that's not. That's gonna have some fallout. And uh, it's interesting because I'm starting to see documentaries are have we gone too far on can an old man be offensive and we let him get away with it or does it have to cancel his career because right next to that story about the broadcaster getting in trouble there's a baseball manager who the team's given up on the Phillies are parting ways with Joe Girardi and to me this is a segment on employment and what do you say and what do you not say on air and what do you say and what do you not say Um, I wouldn't want to be a baseball manager there's no way it, it that kind of I grew away from that in my 20s where ideally I wanted to write for Hollywood and write the great American novel. And as I saw how that industry worked, you don't get paid a lot until after you do work. So let's say you come up with a movie, Star Wars, as the writer. No, let's not use that one. Let's say something else. Let's say you come up with the most original screenplay of the year. You don't get paid for a long time, and then you get commissioned to like fix a couple scripts. Then you don't get paid for a long time. Then you get paid, and then you you work and you want some stability, so you do a little Broadway work. And it's like I'm never gonna be able to fall in love and show consistency. I thought you had to have consistency to show love, and I, I'm never gonna be able to fall in love and have children and show consistency. Because the wife would want consistency from the job, which would give consistency for her to be like mother. And like I, I it always stressed me out. Anyhow. Um, I know you're saying you're talking Joe Girardi, baseball coach, and Jim Cat, broadcaster, and you're turning that into a whole segment. I kind of am. Uh, let's take a look at Sheryl Sandberg. You know, she's leaving Facebook. Um, I am not surprised that Mark Zuckerberg changed the name of Facebook to Meta, and he's put himself in charge of the virtual world because that's fun. Talking about that on CNN is easy. Hey, Mark, show us that zany head thing that you got. And now the TV people, the Good Morning Americas, they're like, hey, Mark, let's talk Facebook and teenage girls killing themselves and the bullying. Facebook's no fun to talk about anymore. 
It used to be fun when like, yeah, it's for college kids, you know, staying in touch with each other, communicating and showing the updates of their lives. And now he can't talk about that. And he has to talk about the dark stuff. So I think that's why he's going away and becoming the CEO of Meta so that he can just go, well, if you want to talk Facebook, go talk to the CEO of that. And I think Sheryl Sandberg, she started getting destroyed by the media when she went to Congress for being just, you know, incredibly neglectful of the data and the research they put out on their uh, their subjects. They're, they're, they're us who give them content for free and then they give advertised our content and our ideas and information. And that's how they make their money. So I think she's, I think she's honestly tired of getting beaten up. I know you're saying you're reading a lot into that. She has been there a long time too. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, Elon Musk wants to cut 10% of Tesla jobs and has a super bad feeling about the economy. That is one of those very odd things to say out loud, a super bad feeling. I've hit on that a couple of times today. It doesn't mean anything to me other than that he may not be the CEO that we want him to be at all times. Because that kind of communication is very vague. And when you're the CEO of a publicly traded company, you need to say Tesla's seen a material slowdown in sales. Tesla has seen a material increase in people canceling their their orders. Tesla cannot acquire enough steel, so we're going to have to cut our targets by 10%. You don't want to hear the words super bad feeling. Musk did say on Thursday that recessions serve a vital economic cleansing function. Um, which is interesting. When asked by a Twitter user whether a recession was approaching, he said, yes, but this is really a good thing. It's been raining money on fools for too long. Some bankruptcies need to happen. I'll be honest with you, and this is where I hope we don't go down this road with Elon Musk, but he's kind of, I think he's got a little bit of that evil billionaire in him, a little bit where he's mad about the super cheap money helping fools raise money for too long. He was one of them. If Wall Street didn't give him billions and billions of dollars, there would be no Tesla. It was a crazy idea. I think it's paid off. Is he saying, I'm not crazy, give me billions, but other people don't deserve it? I am excited to see more how shall we say uh, electric vehicles hit the market in the years to come? 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Stocks remain a little bit lower today after the jobs report was a little bit hotter than expected. 10-year treasuries playing with 2.9%. Again, not really playing along. Oil is suspiciously stuck a little bit higher today. So we're not getting any major follow through. We're not seeing a massive sell-off today, which is kind of new. As the year 2022 is gone, it's been grinding lower. There's been periods of time where there's little bear market rallies, but that's what they look like right now. They didn't last in March. They didn't last in April. They didn't last in May. So right now, should we expect to hit new lows? I don't know about that. Um, I don't know what the catalyst to take us down another leg is going to be, but I can tell you the volatility, the craziness, the panic, the fear, the white of the eyes, we're not seeing it yet. And for the record, I want to hit this one more time before I move on. Cheryl Sandberg leaving Meta or Facebook, whatever you want to call them. 
is a loss for the company. Um, History is going to remember her as a very um, sensible product manager and chief operating officer that let Zuckerberg do his thing when he didn't have the experience. Uh, So there's a very big hole of talent there and how they fill it. Will it be someone from Apple? Will it be someone from Amazon? Will it be someone from within the company? Wall Street will have an opinion, whether it's it's good or bad hire. From what I've been told, most of our roles are going to shift and it won't be one hire per se. I'm taking a look at stocks that I own today and every single one of them is down except for Caterpillar. I'm losing money today. Am I upset? Nope. Um, is it turning into a bad Friday? Yep. Um, and that's okay. Will we hit all-time highs sometime in the next year, two, three years? History says yes, but that's magic eight ball kind of answer. So we'll say, let's see, but history says yes. Take a look at some of the other data that's out there. Gold's in 1860, not really doing anything considering inflation is supposed to be the boogeyman this year. Why isn't gold fighting inflation? Because cryptocurrencies are the new gold, you say? That's right. Digital gold, they're being called. Bitcoin's down under 30,000 again, sitting at 29,617. I bring that up because it's considered a risky asset. And this has been a year where the Dow, the least risky of the next four that I'm about to talk about, has has done okay. The S&P 500, the third least risky. The NASDAQ, the second riskiest, is down 20 plus percent for the year. And crypto is down 35% plus for the year because they're the riskiest asset. And it's literally this year we said, what's the riskiest? Let's sell it the most. What's the second riskiest? Let's sell it the second. And it's a script that's beautiful. And it's a script that tells you what's not well liked this year, risk. Too much going on with Russia, too much going on with Yemen and the United Arab Emirates. Uh, Too much going on in oil producing parts of the world and then oil consuming parts of the world like China, which manufactures cheap stuff for the world. COVID has shut down, thus delaying the supply chain yet again, disrupting it here, disrupting it there. I think we've all seen some things that aren't coming into stock. I had to order a part for a car that it's taken about three and a half months for them to get. So I wanted to spend money three and a half months ago, take it to the dealer here, put this part on. And I wasn't able to. Three and a half months later, I'll be able to spend it if it does come in. If not, it'll be four months. So the supply chain is still messing up economies. And as we turn on supply chain and get it more fixed, it's going to consume more oil. And with oil being over $115 a barrel, like, do we really want to turn it on right now? Because it's expensive. It's like going to the gas station in your gas guzzler. You're like, it's expensive. I don't even want to drive to the gas station. This is bad. Oil's up to 118 and a quarter today, 118 and a quarter. It's National Donut Day. You can get free donuts from Dunkin' Donuts, Krispy Kreme, and other chains. At Dunkin' Donuts, you can receive a free donut of your choice with a purchase of a beverage. Get a coffee, get a donut. Now, for me, donuts are just bread in a jacuzzi of grease, which is delicious. Um, what else would you like in a jacuzzi of grease? <laughs> I can think of a couple things. Anyway, free donut day if you take a look for it. Have a good day, everyone. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more 
Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. There's not a lot of corporate news out there today. Twitter says the regulatory waiting period for Musk's acquisition bid has expired. This is just one of those odd stories of the year. Does he really want the company or not? What will he do with the company? Um, Twitter has been, it's got one of the best addresses on the internet. It is a destination. It is a high-end, high-rise on the internet that's never figured out how to make a lot of money. But that doesn't take away from the fact that when you think about 10 things on the internet, they probably come to mind in the top 10. Um, I can think like booking sites. I can think about financial sites. Like It's got a good property address. And we just don't know what Elon's going to do with it or not. But the legal proceedings can now, the Scott Rudino Antitrust Improvement Act, um, the waiting period for questions to come up has passed. So at this point in time, there's nothing stopping this acquisition except for Elon Musk saying, I don't want it. You lied about how many Autobots there were, or I don't want it. The stock market's crashed and let's, let's renegotiate a, a lower price or I want it. It's going to be a very interesting next couple of weeks in my mind. Um, inside Twitter. Boris Johnson was booed by the crowd at a Queen's Platinum Jubilee event. That is something I do not understand. So the love affair with the Royals, not my thing. Johnny Depp. Interesting how that legal case went this summer. What does that tell us? Justice is a funny thing these days and having money and having PR firms certainly, certainly doesn't hurt. And if that rings true to you, then you're as cynical as I am. Today, we're seeing lower markets cross the board. I wouldn't say panicked because the Dow's down about one half of 1%. The NASDAQ's down at 2%. But I think if you look at the NASDAQ in the last six months, it is trying to say we don't want to go below 11,400. If you take a look in the last Three months, you'll see that it's played around with that 11,300 to 12,000 area. If it can do that for another three to six months, that would be lovely. Sometimes stocks can go sideways. Stock markets can go sideways and it tells you that's when people are getting exhausted to selling. That's where like Rob's like, well, shucks, I got to retire anyway in 10 years. I might as well stay in this. You want to see some sideways action. There's nothing wrong with it. It, it helps you see a floor. It helps you see a, an area where people think twice before selling. Um, and unfortunately, they're pretty easy sometimes to see as double bottoms. And that starts to get you into the business of analyzing stock charts, which is not exactly the business that you totally want to be in. Car sales at recessionary levels is inflation, rising interest rates are concerns. So as interest rates move up and you go to look for a car and they're like, well, cars are 10% more expensive because we're paying 10% more for the commodities. You're like, oh, that makes sense. 
The thing that's changed a lot in pricing is exponentially 20% or more in payment costs are our loans. And the new car sales dipped to below a 13 million vehicle per year annualized rate. We typically want 16 and a half million vehicles sold per year in the United States. So 13 million showing us we're significantly under where we want to be. And because that, that puts us behind where we want to be for the economy, we're way far ahead in inflation and way far ahead in rising interest rates. And when you add this all up, people start talking about recessions because we have higher inflation, because we have higher interest rates. We have what's known as demand destruction. So again, we want 16 million vehicles sold. Uh, we would settle for 15 million, but this year we're now starting to look at it as a 13 million number. And again, think of how much a car costs. If you say 60,000, take 13 million or 14 million and times it by that 60,000, that million units lost. And you'll see how it's a big number for a lot of jobs in America. So North American production improved slightly, but vehicles in transit are partially built. were likely responsible for a drag of about a million units. Some cars are being built and not finished as they're waiting semiconductors or some other parts coming from Asia to put on the vehicles. Tesla is not going to report their production numbers nor GM until early July. That'll be a big number. Again, we're looking at inflation numbers for the rest of the summer. The jobs numbers we know are annoyingly good. Not to the point that we cry about them, but we go, that would be helpful if it wasn't such a hot labor market. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Stocks have remained lower today. Again, dead cat balance, bear market rally, whichever one you want to call it. And for political reasons, you choose the one that you want to hear and just ignore the what fact that it's another one you don't want to hear. Um, right now, what I've been doing with my portfolio is just changing slightly some of the holdings. Um, earlier in the show, I talked about a pharmaceutical stock that pays a nice dividend. That may be more attractive to me now than um, an artificial intelligence healthcare company that is selling insurance. Now, again, that's not an example that I'm really doing, but that could be and should be what some people are thinking. You can always find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. If you need a referral to a financial planner, find me online at robblackshow.com. Every Monday, I put up a long-form interview with Adam Phillips from EP. I got to meet him yesterday. He's hilarious in person. You can find a copy of this video, Talking Market Strategy, on YouTube under Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.